I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another team review, another day, another review. Um, I'm the Super Coach Brain, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the Super Coach Matrix. Maddie, we're talking about Melbourne Storm today. Um, obviously, there's a lot of talking points in this Melbourne Storm lineup, mate. How do you how do you feel the Storm are going to go? Do you feel like they're going to improve on their season last year, or do you feel like they're going to regress a little bit? Look, yeah, I think they're going to regress a bit to start. I think it's going to take a while for Pappy to, Pappy to come back, and he's such an integral part of their team. Uh, I think it's a really important point as to what they're going to do at fullback, and uh, we'll be chatting about it today. Yeah, absolutely. Plenty of talking points, mate. Pappenhausen's at the centre of it, really. Um, you know, there's plenty of, I guess, people guessing about when he's going to come back. Um, but, you know, let's rewind to... That injury, uh, it's probably one of the worst injuries I think I've seen on a, on a football field that when, when you see a bloke's kneecap cracked into, I think it was, what, 11 or 12 pieces? Um, yeah. you, you're going to expect that the bloke's got nine to 12 months of rehab ahead of him uh, and the bloke's an absolute alien if he comes back any sooner. Um, personally, I'm a bit concerned about it. Um, you know, when you've got a guy that relies so much on his initial speed off the mark and his power off the mark, and how quick he is over the first 15 metres. And then you see an injury like that, it's very hard to see him coming back into the frame and having that kind of speed and acceleration initially. So at 950,000 at a 90-point average, <laughs> um, it's a hard pass, obviously, because we don't know when he's coming back. But I think, you know, we've got to obviously then take that into consideration when we're looking at the rest of this team. Yeah, he's not a massive unit. And I think what you should be looking at is that he is tiny and that speed and acceleration that you just spoke about is elite. Like let's take the human element out of it. And the fact that we all love Ryan Pappenhausen, we all want him in our teams. It could be an opportunity that he drops a lot of dough as he's working his way into the, into the lineup, drops a lot of dough and then comes back and is worth $700,000 and you get him at a discount of 550 
and you're happy. We might never see 950k Pappy ever again. Uh, I hope we do. I'm. I hope. I hope I am proven wrong. Um, but he's the most expensive player in the game, coming off a massive injury, and you're not getting that discount like you are with Tommy Turbo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can get a bloke like Tommy Turbo who averaged, what was it, 143, I think, in 2021, <laughs> versus a guy like Pappenhausen who just had his knee turned into Lego, I think you're probably going with Turbo at that $400,000 discount. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and also, I guess when we look at this Melbourne Storm team, they've actually lost a lot of players. Um, a lot of pretty influential players in this 17. So we'll go through the quick gains and losses before we tackle the 1-17. to 17. But Before we um, dig in, do you think all of those players that they lost, all of their contract money went to Cameron Munster? <laughs> mate, I've heard that he's back on the beers, Matty. So, <laughs> oh, uh, mate, I reckon, we're about to I reckon, see good Munster again. Mate, uh, I, I'd probably disagree. I reckon I'm going to go I, the opposite. I've probably given no, away only, my thoughts on Munster. It, you just pick him against top eight teams. He turns yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. That's Every true. Week. Mate, if he, maybe if, if he's drinking bolters, he could be a good option. It just depends what he's drinking, really, doesn't it? So, yeah, um, it, does. it does. He's on the heavies. He is. He's got to be. Um, mate, 2023 gains for the Storm. Uh, Joe Chan comes across from the Super League, from the Catalan Dragons. Um, so they've signed him until 2025. So they're pretty high on him, obviously, to give him a, a three-year contract. Um, then you've got Elias Katoa coming across from New Zealand um, on a couple of years. Aaron Penne again from New Zealand. And uh, I think a, a pretty big popular talking point when we're talking super coaches, Tarek Sims coming across from the Dragons on a one-year contract. Um, everybody's, I guess, tipping him to start in the second row, which, which kind of makes sense at this point in time, considering they've lost guys like Kenny Bromwich, Felice Capusi. The issue for me with Tarek Sims specifically is that I think he is past his best years in the NRL. Um, everybody's pretty high on him because of his price, and I'm sure we'll talk through that soon. But, yeah, that's a that's a strict pass from me. Yeah, I think even being past his prime, he can be a good football player. Um, but, yeah, he won't be a guy that I'm looking at for Supercoach. So. No, not at all. So what I'm thinking, um, we go through this 1-17 to 17 real quick. So we change it up a little bit. I know in past episodes we've gone through the 17 pretty slowly and touched on each player. But I, I think from, from feedback, um, we're going to move through this 17 really quickly and then we're going to touch on the players that we think are premium options, uh, whether we're fading them or whether we're on top of them. Yep, happy days. Uh, and then what yeah. we do is we move through the middies and the cheapies and uh, the super coach relevant players from this squad. So, mate. Uh, Nick Meaney, considering he's number one, he's actually someone that I consider a smoky at 643,000 at 61 average. Um, I guess it comes down to how long Pappenhausen's going to miss because this could go one of two ways. Uh, I think Belly 8 could easily start Meaney for the first three rounds if they know that Pappenhausen's coming back in round four. They'd be like, yep, cool. Meany's a placeholder. He can fill fullback. He played well. He averaged 72 at fullback last year when he played and filled in for Pappy. Um, the guy also kicks goals, uh, which is a, a very important factor, considering we're expecting some big points from the Storm this year. Um, but on the flip side, if Pappenhausen gets some news and comes back and says, I'm not going to be back until round eight, nine, do they look at Munster as the fullback over a longer period of time and just move Meany into his preferred position in the centres and wing? Yeah, that's what I'm tipping. I think that they'll play Munster if it's a longer... They can't walk out there and be three and six after the first nine rounds. Um, Bellamy won't allow that to happen. Uh, Bellamy has a title on his uh, on his mind. 
And yeah, he'll move Munster as much as Munster probably doesn't want to be there at fullback. Uh, yeah, he'll move him, make the change, get get a real number six in. Um, but if it's just four rounds, yeah, I see Nick Meany being there. I think you could cop a bit of a price rise on him and then you can move on to, to bigger and better things. Uh, say There's round definitely five. worse options for sure. I agree with that. And does does the bounce, does the buys affect uh, affect Meany in the first five rounds? Just remind me. No, no, they don't. So the storm, their first buy is round nine, um, and obviously it's not an amazing fixture from round nine onwards. They've got round nine, round thirteen, and round nineteen. So they're only playing one of the three major buy rounds. So a little bit of a tricky period for the storm through that middle part of the season. So you're either looking at that first nine rounds uh, where they do have some favourable mashups. So I think when we go through it real quickly here, you've got Parramatta round one, but then they've got the Bulldogs, Gold Coast, Tigers, uh, around two, three, and four into Souths and Roosters, bit of a tricky run. But then into their second buyer, they've got Manly and New Zealand and then Souths, Broncos, Dolphins. So it's not it's not too bad in terms of who they're playing. We know they're a quality makeup side. So it's more a matter of them missing. Uh, we're looking at them missing three games within a, Eight game period, so what I look not at ideal. That is it, it, what I look at that is is a bit choppy. Like you can't narrow down three games that are a nice, easy run. You can't look yep. at three games where you'll see, um, you know, Nick Meany score really well. Uh, but that doesn't worry some of the big guns like your Cameron Munster, as I yeah. might have alluded to earlier. He plays better against top eight teams. Yeah, he does. I mean, I had Munster for a lot of last year, and he was quality, um, especially when they put him to fullback. Uh, that was a really good time for my Supercoach squad last year. I think he uh, he absolutely killed it back there. I think he had the armband for me uh, for yep. a few of those games when he had the full with the number one jersey on. So, um, but I, I can't argue against Munster. The only thing I can say is that he's eight hundred and forty-eight thousand, and that's that's very premium price for a guy who doesn't goal kick. Um, so you've got to take that into consideration. But, mate, if he's named in the one, you've got to find the cash to get the bloke in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I will be. If, he, if he's named the number one, he'll be straight in. Um, if he's named the number six, I'll go with the primo that goal kicks. Yeah, good shout. Mate, next on the list is Harry Grant. Um, now, Harry Grant's 816000 I went out last episode when we talked about the Cowboys and I said that I think that Reese Robson can be the top scoring hooker this year, and I'm going to stand by it. But in saying that, we know that Harry Grant's absolute primo when we're talking about hookers. Uh, is he in your side at the moment? He's currently not, um, but I do want to say that there's no better set-and-forget player than Harry Grant, especially with the real changes for the best 13 over origin. Um, he's always had one, one PPM. Uh, without Brandon Smith, he might play even more minutes if he turns into an 80-minute hooker. Um, he's at a premium price, though, 816K. He's the most expensive hooker in the game. I'm going to look to save a bit, little bit, take a little bit of a gamble, uh, as we spoke about on the Cowboys show. Um, get somebody that has – I don't see him being worth a million dollars, whereas I see Reese Robson being worth – could be worth 150, 200k by the end of the season. I see Harry Grant staying where he is, being a quality football player, uh, being the best hooker in the game. Yeah, For sure. he's not in my team at the moment, but he will be at some point throughout the year. Currently, 23.6% owed. So 10,600 super coaches have uh, thought that Grant's the go-to guy. Which, look, I'm, I'm not going to talk you out of that. Um, I, I think you, Grant and Brandon Smith. Uh, your combo there is is pretty hard to beat. I think also like you don't want to overthink it too much. 
I think if you're trying to find a pod at hooker like a Jeremy Marshall King or a Reed Marnie or, a, you know, guys like that that have potential upside, but, like, there's a big risk involved in taking those kind of mid-range guys, you're better off just set and forget Harry Grant and roll on into another position where you might be able to find a pod there. Trades are important. He's a guy that you don't have to trade out. That taking the best 13 throughout the year actually made me look at it again. Um, I still haven't moved Reese Robson out of my side. I wish we could find a way that Harry Grant was a dual position player so that I could have three hookers. Um, but yeah, it's not to be. And uh, I won't be starting the year with him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same position, mate. I've got Reese Robson and Brandon Smith at the moment in the hooker position. So I'm, I'm pretty set on staying there at this point in time and saving that 100 and, uh, 120,000, I think it ends up being, uh, yeah. and using that elsewhere. So uh, look, and to be honest, the plan long-term is to get Grant in. Um, it's just a matter of when, and, and let's hope that he drops some cash and we can uh, pick him up at 650. Happy days. Yeah, go for it. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, let's just gloss over the center wings. There's no one that I'm really looking at. Uh, we've got uh, Dean Eremia, uh, Justin Olam, Rena Smith, and Xavier Coates. Um, there's a few cheapies that if they do rise, you might want to look at them. Um, but yeah, Xavier Coates is so tri-dependent. Um, yeah, I won't be looking at any of these. What do you reckon, Brainer? No, I mean, look, Remus Smith, there's there's an argument there for Remus Smith at six, 316K. I went through his stats before we hopped on here um, because he seems to be relatively popular. And um, there's been one year in 2021 where he averaged 50 plus, And then every other year previous or before that, he has averaged about 37, 36. So for me, I feel like 2021 could be an outlier. Not a fan. Um that was also the year that Tommy Turbo went and got 143 average, you know, so were points elevated during that year? I don't know. Uh, and also Xavier Coates has base uh, base stats that are in the bin. So I'd, I'd probably <laughs> rather not go there. One, I think, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, there's not officially. much going on there. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to let that one through to the keeper. Yeah, yeah, and I had Xavier Coates uh, to start last year. And, look, when he went on that run and got a couple tons in a row, I just won't be risking it. Not for 466 yeah. when he was a bit cheaper. I would have had a look you at it. You thought it was an absolute masterstroke, didn't you, when he got the two tons <sighs> and then and then he's yeah. gone and peeled out about three sub-tens. Yeah, I thought I was the Gandhi of Supercoach there for two weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, the guy I want to talk about is Jerome Hughes. Uh, 721000 so you wouldn't call him cheap. You wouldn't even call that mid-range. I'd call that premium price. Um, 68.6 average. Now, the one thing that we need to take into consideration with Hughes is that he carried a lot of calf injuries and calf issues last year. So do we look at him as a – if he's fully fit, is he an option for you in your side? Is he someone you look at? He's not an option for me. He's a guy that I get every year, and I get him over origin. Uh, but this is the first year I can almost guarantee to you that I won't. Um, 
premium price. Uh, he's always been the best player over the origin period. They've changed the rules. You only need the best 13. Uh, trades are always at a premium. I run out every year and I don't want to this year. And I don't want to trade Hughes in and out over that origin period. I think there's enough guys. They only have, they're only going to have two halfbacks in the, um, in origin. Uh, there's enough guys that I'll be looking elsewhere. I actually expect Storm to take a little bit of a step back this year. And, um, yeah, if the forwards aren't moving forward, uh, Jerome Hughes isn't isn't getting that quick play. The ball isn't getting involved as much. I'm not expecting him to reach his 2022 uh, averages. Yeah, that makes sense, mate. Um, we've already mentioned Tarek Sims. He sits in that mid-range price now that we're moving on to the mids. Um, yep. So, yeah, 470K, no thanks. Um, yeah, I feel like he's a massive trap this year. So definitely worth keeping that in mind. Uh, but a guy yeah, that I know you're pretty high on is Christian Welch, mate. Would you want to explain why you're on him? Um, look, I know guys are ordinary coming back from their ACL, but Welch is t- such a top-tier front row forward. Uh, he's played six games for Queensland for good reason. Uh, he's now the new leader of the uh, of this great Melbourne team. Uh, last year, he tore his Achilles. 12 months later, um, he finds himself in Melbourne, and he looks around that forward pack, and everything's changed. Uh, this is a guy that averaged 59 uh, in 51 minutes in 2021. Uh, he's had a PPM from 1.3 and 1.2 in 19 and 20, and he's only 28. Um, he might come into the season and need to find his feet after this 12-month recovery, uh, but he's going to cover that 44 break even easily. And as he ramps up, he could be back to averaging that 60, 65, and that from a guy that costs 464k. You can play him every week. Uh, you can easily spend an extra 250k in front row forward. Uh, I'm not looking to do that. I'm looking to save a bit of money at front row forward. I won't be starting with Tarpany. I won't be starting with Haas. Um, I'll be looking to find some more scoring upside in the fullback and the halves. I'd rather spend that money on a Cameron Munster that I save than on a Joseph Tarpany. Yeah, absolutely. I put a little thing up on Twitter uh, about Tarpany. I mean, we'll probably cover that when we talk about Canberra, so we'll leave that for yep. another day. But uh, the the only concern with Christian Wolf is, like you mentioned, it's it's already about that. The big narrative is about the comeback from the Achilles. And we know that Achilles injuries are very, very tough to come back from, especially ruptures. Um, oh, there's so much doubt there as to how he comes back, whether they ease him in with minutes. I know he's obviously done his rehab and he's, he's coming back fresh and they're they're saying that he's ready to go. Uh, and with that PPM, mate, like we're, there's, he's, we've seen what he can do. It's not a matter of whether there's a question that he has the work ethic and whether he has the, the position in the team. We know that he's going to be the starting eight. But can we trust a guy coming back off an Achilles injury just exactly like we mentioned last episode about can we trust a guy coming back off an ACL? Um, two very similar injuries and probably the same risk attached to both. Yeah, I think the discount covers the risk for me, and that's why I'm looking at it. Christian Welsh at 600K, no thank you. Christian Welsh at 550K, no thank you. Christian Welsh at this this price, yeah, I'm all aboard. Yeah, all 464, I think, I think anything less than 500 for Welsh, you know what you're getting, mate. Like you said, 44 break even. Um, there's worse options for sure. Yeah, I'm not looking to spend premium in front row forward, so here we are. What a, mate, when, we, when we're talking about premium in the second row, we're talking about Elias Katoa coming across from New Zealand Warriors. Um, yep. Impressed over there, but 
And and then I guess the argument is that he's coming across to a quality storm outfit with a quality coach. Does he take a step up this year? Do you see him moving into that, potentially that 12 jersey? I do. Bellamy worries me. Um, if he can get into that starting lineup, uh, those guys usually shit gold. Uh, but Bellamy just doesn't let guys into his starting lineup. Uh, he likes to go a little bit older heads. He likes to know what he's getting. Um, yeah, it's going to be a TLT wait for me. But if he's in the starting lineup at that 400K price, which is a little awkward, I'm looking to spend a lot of money or or go fully cheap. But, um, yeah, I think he's a guy that if he's starting, you could start him every week and you could benefit from the price rises and, yeah, move him on later on in the year. Yeah. Mate, that's a fair shout, I think. Um, when we're looking at cheapies for this squad, you know, the Melbourne Storm are quality. So it's quite tough to see where the value cash-wise is going to be. I mean, look at Josh King and what he did last year. I think Bellamy just loves being boring. He loves playing 50-minute <laughs> props that just kind of do the basics. Um, so, you know, and Tui Kamikamika, the guy's got awesome PPM, but how many minutes is he going to get? Is he going to yep. start? I'd probably argue he doesn't. Um and then you've got, you know, you've got Katoa, but we've also got guys like Tyron Wishart, um, Trent Liero. Like, it's it's really hard to find somebody that's going to actually get a really good role in this team that's going to be sub 400K. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is there any is there any money to be made in this squad aside from those mid-rangers? To, to quote the great Rob Kennedy, uh, watch this space. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm waiting for an injury to happen, and that forces Bellamy's hand, and we see one of these 200K players earn an excellent role. You know, a six weeks injury is enough of Jack Howarth starting for me to hop on board. Uh, the same with uh, Kami- Kamika Mika. Uh, the same with Wishart. The same with Miura. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for an injury. Otherwise, I'm not touching a 200K store. You mentioned Howarth. Um, there's rumour. Now, obviously, this is rumour. But uh, he's got a bit of attitude from what I've heard uh, around the traps, big Jack Howarth. And I, I don't know whether Craig Bellamy likes uh, too much attitude in his squad. Uh, I, can, I can probably guess that he wouldn't, he wouldn't enjoy that. Um, and, and, look, everyone's been so high on Jack Howarth and how versatile he is and how good he is in New South Wales Cup and, and all of the junior rep stuff coming up. Like, but, like, uh, you know, he's going to have to pay his dues in that, in that Storm squad. And, and do you see him in the seventeen? Uh, initially, I don't. No, uh, but not. can he can he make his way into the squad at some point? He may be a really good downgrade option if there's a couple of injuries in this squad because it seems like he's sitting around that 18th, 19th position in this squad at the moment. So an injury to a forward, uh, the guy's so versatile, an injury to a hooker. If Harry Grant goes down, um, you know, he can easily step into hooker. You know, he, he can play a wide range of positions. So he could be a really good option moving forward if we do see a couple of injuries. The Storm lost a lot of depth. I think we'll see him play at some stage during the year. I think Bellamy's hand will be forced. Um, yeah, he's just so boring, and I can see him picking up a 33-year-old and playing him instead. I'd just love to see Jack Howard play some footy. Hopefully the fact he that he signed Tarek, Tarek Sims is, is pretty much summed up the recruitment strategy for the Melbourne Storm at the moment because, let's face it, you know what, what are you going to get from Tarek Sims this year? Uh, you're going to get a line runner. You're going to get a 50 average in super coach. And uh, is that going to make you enough cash? Probably not. Yeah. Oh, um, hopefully Howarth just buys Bellamy a Palmy and they get over it. So, Mate, that would be ideal. That would be great. <laughs> Buy him a Bolter maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I'm on board. Um, mate, that almost wraps up our uh, a storm outfit. Aside from just wrapping up and and talking to us about how you see them going this year, mate. Where do you see them finishing? I see them finishing seventh. They finished fifth last year. I know we're not talking about a massive downgrade. I can't see Bellamy coaching a team that's missing the eight. I see them making some changes. I see a team with Cameron Munster. I see a team with, you know, the class of Jerome Hughes and Christian Welch coming back. Look, I can't see him missing the eight, but I don't see him making the top four and getting home final. So where are you, man? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, exactly on seventh. Um, so we're on the same page with that. Um, mate, that wraps us up. Melbourne Storm, done and dusted. So uh, we'll continue to move on with the rest of the team previews over the next uh, few days. So keep an eye out for that. Like and subscribe if you found these uh, episodes beneficial. Um, otherwise, mate, we'll continue to push on and, and move into the rest of our team previews. Thanks for hopping on with me. Sound good. Let's do it. Uh, where can we find you on uh, social media, Brandon? Yeah, mate, just on uh, brain underscore FS on Twitter is where most of my content comes from, mate. How about you? And you can find me at SC underscore Matrix. Legend. And uh, obviously with Molten uh, Fantasy Sports, make sure you follow us on all socials as well. We're, we're definitely there uh, posting content. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.